wives. Welcome to the Wives Evolving Daily Podcast. I am so glad you are listening today. Wives, has there been a time or a point in your marriage when you felt that it was over? When you felt that you had done all you could do? Or that your spouse was not fully committed to making the marriage work? Has there been those times when you were so overwhelmed with your wife's life that you wanted to walk away? Raise my hand. If so, this episode is for you. Now, the title of today's episode is, Can This Marriage Be Saved? The reality of marriage is that it is not always easy. Sometimes you may feel that it is not worth the trouble. But ask yourself today, How did I get here? Or how did I get there? You know, that situation where you feel was the straw that broke the camel's back. What were the extenuating circumstances in your single life that carried over into your married life? How did you get here? How did you get there? What were the extenuating circumstances in your husband's single life that you are now dealing with? May I introduce Bathsheba, our biblical wife of the day? If anyone had a reason not to bring her best wife attitude to throw in the towel, it would be her. Today's biblical wife is Bathsheba. That's right, King David's Bathsheba. Oh, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Uriah's Bathsheba. We can find her story in the second book of Samuel and the 11th chapter. Now, in the second book of Samuel and the 11th chapter, this is where we find the beautiful Bathsheba bathing on her rooftop late one afternoon. Now, this was the custom for women after menstruation. She was enjoying her bathing while unknowingly putting on a show for the King David, who had an excellent view of her rooftop. Can we say peeping Tom? Now it has been long debated that she was aware of King David's attention. However, the word clearly disputes that fact. However, he was so impressed by the vision that he sent his people to find out, hey, I saw a woman y'all, she was bathing on the rooftop. She was so fly. No, I don't think he said that. I think he said it in a more covert way. Hey, you know what? Who Find out who lives at 29 Colgate Circle for me and bring her to me. So they went by the house. They scooped her up and took her to the palace. Now, because David was the king, she could not refuse his um his invitation. No, she couldn't refuse his summons, okay? Now, he took her to the he, he had her brought to the palace. He slept with her and sent her home. Now, you have to read the scripture to see how it was worded to know that he slept with her. Hit it and quit it. He did because he sent her home. Technically, it was equated with rape. Well, like most things that are 
too good to be true, there were consequences of hitting it and quitting it. She informed him that, quote unquote, I am with child. Yeah, she said it just like that. Blowed. She was blowed. She was scared, embarrassed, and ashamed. Take a deep breath, ladies. Because remember, she was married to Uriah. Oh, did I not say that? Ooh, 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 ooh. Just trying to get, I'm too ahead of myself. Bathsheba was married to Uriah, who was some important person in King David's army, who happened to be away at war on the day that David saw her bathing on the rooftop. Okay? Now, Uriah was in David's like inner circle. So he knew this man. This man ate at his table. Maybe he even knew Bathsheba sort of because Bathsheba's family was associated with the king. Okay. Okay. That's out of the way. She was Uriah's wife. So she was all the way married to someone else when David slept with her. Okay. Now, the young and the restless has nothing on these events in this chapter. Now, I know what you're thinking. Maybe she was already pregnant. Nope. The purification part, remember? She was on her rooftop purifying from her menstruation. So she wasn't pregnant, but she was blowed when she became pregnant. So she sends him a note. I am with child. Now, David was in a tizzy, y'all. When he got the news, he didn't know what to do. Now, he was the king, man. He could do whatever he wants. Everyone knew Bathsheba's husband was at war and that the king had summoned her to the palace. Now, you know people were talking because it was a small town. You know, the king summons, you know, hey, did you see the king's men? They picked Bathsheba up and took her to the palace. Oh, they were talking. They were talking. Anyway, to make a long story short, David had to save faith. So he did what any good scoundrel, I mean king, would do. He tried to ensure that the baby would be considered Uriah's, Bathsheba's husband. So he sent for Uriah and encouraged him to go home and sleep with his wife. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have been suspicious of the king's behavior from the jump. Pull me from the battlefield, tell me to go home and sleep with my wife. Nah, bro, you up to no good. That would have been my thought process. Uriah refused to do so because of his commitment to his regiment, to his comrades. You know, they had rules in the army. So David had to have him killed. He set a covert plan into motion that will result in the death of Bathsheba's husband. He then marries her. Yeah, Bathsheba. After he kills Bathsheba's husband, he marries her because she's pregnant with his child, trying to keep the secret, you know, a secret. And the child is born maybe seven and a half months later. Hmm. Now, you know people were calculating at that wedding, okay? Because she went through her little seven days mourning period or whatever for her husband. And then she got married to the king who had summoned her 
previously. Okay, okay, okay. You get the picture. 2 Samuel, the 11th chapter. Let's go and read it, people. However, sadly, the baby died because of the consequences that were as a result of David's sin. Read the story for all of the other details. Thus beginning a rocky marriage if ever there was one. So let me give you a few things to ponder about Bathsheba. She was married to Uriah the Hittite, a respected soldier in King David's army. She was in essence raped by her king. Her husband died. She was remarried right away and her baby dies. Talk about extenuating circumstances. However, Bathsheba, Bathsheba, unsuspecting victim that she was, she grew to love her husband. We'll get back to that point later. Let's, let me give you a few things to ponder about King David. He raped Bathsheba. He had her husband killed. Now, he probably married a woman who did not want to marry him. And he was responsible for early marital pain due to the loss of Bathsheba's first son. And then he fasted while her child was ill. He ignored her the entire time her child was ill. And then her baby died. Okay, this was, talk about extenuating circumstances. The ensuing events that followed Bathsheba's marriage to King David was set a rocky course for her wife's life. Do you think she suspected that David had her husband killed? When you married, did you bring extenuating circumstances to your wedding? You know, you, the groom, the bridesmaids, the bridegrooms, the bridesmaids at the end of the line, extenuating circumstances? Did your husband bring extenuating circumstances to your marriage that you expected could or would be resolved after the marriage ceremony? So, if you fast forward to the end of the story, Bathsheba goes to her husband upon his deathbed when a whole when when life happens after their marriage they they stayed married a very long time king david ruled for 40 years and they were married maybe i don't think maybe they were married the entire 40 years i read it but i just can't recall how long he had been king when they got married but they were married long enough to have adult, adult sons one whom will become king but at the end of david's life Bathsheba went to him and said, look, if you don't make my son Solomon king, him and myself will be killed. Now, what we see at this point is the care and the love that David had for Bathsheba. It also was evident after the baby died, the Bible tells us that After her son's death in 2 Samuel, 
the 12th chapter and the 21st verse, it states that, and David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went into her and lay with her. That means that he went into her. They went and they she received him. And they produced another son at that time. What changed David's attitude towards her? He previously just thought of her as a sex object, maybe? What must Bathsheba's wife attitude have been to ignite the love and care shown by David after her son's death? What enabled Bathsheba to forgive David? These are questions I want you to think about because their marriage had extenuating circumstances, y'all. At the end, before David died, the scripture says in 1 Kings, the first chapter in the 31st verse, it says, Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground before the king and exclaimed, May my Lord King David live forever. She loved her husband. Her husband loved her. Even though they had gone through so many terrible, terrible things, she may not have been able to leave her marriage. She may not have been able to speak out like we are able to do, but she was able to deal with the extenuating circumstances. What must her white attitude have been? Ladies, you may feel that your marriage is over due to extenuating circumstances. Um irreconcilable differences you know you may feel that various circumstances is why your marriage is over but let's see what God's word has to say about that what will or can transform your broken marriage confession and forgiveness leads to healing now David confessed his sins as it relates to Uriah and Bathsheba publicly. And you can find that public confession in Psalms, the 51st chapter. That is David's public confession about everything that had transpired from the time he saw Bathsheba bathing on the rooftop. Secondly, recognize that you are not enemies. You and your spouse, you are not enemies. Someone has to throw in the peace towel. Wives, Genesis, the second chapter, the 23rd verse, and the New Living Translation states that Adam declared at last, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called, called woman because she was taken from me. Not enemies, not enemies. Another way your marriage can't be transformed from brokenness, make divorce a non-negotiable, wives, non-negotiable. Matthew, the 19th chapter, the seventh verse states, because Jesus was having a conversation about marriage. Then he was asked the question, then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away, they asked. In the eighth verse, Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. 
but it was not what God had originally intended. Divorce is addressed in scripture. Now, let me make this disclaimer. If you are in a situation or marriage experiencing any type of abuse, talk to someone you can trust immediately. Immediately. Lastly, healing a broken marriage may require Christian couples therapy. Now in Titus, the second chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse, we're instructed that the older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on God's word. Wives, I have one last question for you. I want you to ponder the ways that you can save a broken marriage. Confession, recognize that you're not enemies, make divorce a non-negotiable, and consider Christian couples therapy. Question, will your wife attitude produce contempt for marriage by those you influence? Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity to be a wife today. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. It's a blessed place to be. We know that it is your will that we be the wife that our husband can depend on, the wife who is determined to make our house a home, the wife who is determined to please you in all of our ways. God, give us strength. Where there are broken marriages out there, God, I'm asking that you go deep into those places and give wisdom to wives today, God. Help them to know how to move forward, God. Where there is brokenness, God, we know that you can repair. God, we thank you. We praise your name. Amen. Wives, that's what I have for you today. This was a little long, but this is what I have for you today. Can your marriage be saved? It can if you both want it to be saved. I want you to share this podcast with your married friends, with your engaged friends, with those young ladies who may be thinking about getting married. And ladies, Share this podcast on your social media. We are trying to create a society of wives. We want society to know that being a wife is still relevant. It's important. And it is what God wants for us. So, remember that here on the Wives Evolving Daily Podcast, our mission and our goal, we are determined to be that wife, the wife that is husband tested and God approved. Until the next time, ladies, smooches!